0: Okay, it's good, good to see everyone. Good morning. Our learning this morning is Le'Ili Nishmas, Rebaran's father, for Pesach, Moshe, Shabbat, and Aliyah. This coming week's parsha, Yaakov Avinu, arrives in the, in the town of Shem and uh, the Pesach tells us, es ha-ir, that he settled on the face of the city. So, the Gemara ha, has uh, two explanations uh, to this phrase, Vayichon he settled in the face of the city. One opinion is that Tikhon he established for them uh, a system of currency, or Tikhon Lehem either he established Matbeos or he established marketplace, he uh, enhanced the economy. However, the Medrish comments that he was Mesakin Eruve Trumin, he set up Trum Shabbos. the Espeneir, then it actually says, means he settled outside of the city. He, uh, not inside the city, as pinea here, on the face of the city, he, uh, he established Kum Shabbos. And perhaps these two explanations, in fact, are not, uh, are not uh, at odds with one another, but in fact are in, uh, indeed uh, complementary. And that is because Yaakov Avinu enhanced the economy, he participated in the society around him, but at the same time he understood that there has to be certain boundaries that uh, even though we do participate in the economy and society, perhaps in certain aspects of the culture around us, but at the same time, we always have to understand that uh, we might be a toysha, but we are also a ger, and we are are alien in a certain sense, to the values and the morals of the society around us. So Yaakov Avino understood, even though he's participating in the economy, there's a a boundary, a red line in the sand. Uh, But one of those red lines, of course, is Shabbos that he established uh, uh, Tchum uh, Shabbos, not only literally, right, that uh, f- figuratively, that he understands there has to be boundaries around ourselves between ourselves and society around us, but also literally that uh, even though one is involved in the economy, we do participate in, uh, in the interactions that, throughout the week with those around us. When it comes to Shabbos, of course, we have to draw a red line and there is no uh, business that's supposed to take place on Shabbos. So therefore, I wanted to discuss in that context, of course, one of the, uh, one of the uh, areas that, uh, that uh, overlaps between business and Shabbos, of course, is having packages delivered on Shabbos or sending out packages and uh, deliveries on Shabbos, which, of course, is a, an issue that is always manyana de Yama throughout the entire year, but really right now is manyana de esmo. So at least we, uh, we're not going to talk about it when it's emotional. So we can now all be uh, intellectually honest about it. The uh, Black Friday and Cyber Monday are behind us, so we can uh, we can address it. Uh, we can address it honestly. So the issue, of course, is one of uh, of uh, of Amir. And the pasuk tells us in Parshas Bo, Bahem. When it comes to Yontif, actually, one is not allowed to not only perform Malach himself, but not uh, to have any Malach performed on his behalf. And Rashi there writes, Afiu Al that even to have a perform a Malach on our behalf would be included in this Esa of Komalachalay Yosef The Ramban asks, of course, this can't be a Dimmi Deiriz, that the Gemara tells us numerous times throughout Shas that Amir, anachri is a Shvus, for anachri to perform a Malach on our behalf is only us or as he quotes the Gemara, and even though this is based on the Mechilta, where the Mechilta derives from the Apostle Komalachalay Yosef and the Mechilta says, uh, that you're not allowed to ask Anakri to do it, uh, the Ramban concludes that must be uh, an Asmachta and it's not supposed to be taken literally. it's not an Isa midirai, so it is, it is an Isa Midurabbanan to ask Anakri to do a Malacha on our behalf. What is the reason that you're not allowed to ask Anakri to do Malacha on your behalf? The is of Amiru So there are three reasons that are brought in the Rishonim. The problem is Rashi has two of them. You know, you, the, we love uh, our disagreements in our religion, but you can't argue with yourself yet. That's, that's uh, something that's difficult to do. However, the reason that's brought by the Rambam, in Perak Vav Hilchus Shabbos, is one uh, is not allowed to ask him a to do Malak malach on his behalf, lest the nacheri not do it to his satisfaction, and uh, he intervene in order so that it to be done properly. As the saying goes, if you want something done right, do it yourself. So the Ramban, uh, the Rambam therefore says, you can't ask a to do a malach on your behalf, because he might not do it properly, and I'll step in, lest you come to do it yourself. Rashi has a similar uh, explanation in the Tzavay Dezer, why you're not allowed to, ask to do a malacha, because he becomes your representative in carrying out this activity, and even though there is no shlichus liakum, atem, gama atem, l'raba shulchachem, bama atem v'nei bris, af shulchachem v'nei bris, like Mara says in Messech Tzikidushim, formal shlichus only applies to Jews, does not apply to non-Jews, and nonetheless there is shlichus l'chumra, there is a representation, lechumrah, when it comes to non Jews. So, this uh, lechumrah would consider to be uh, as if uh, he's performing an action on your behalf. It's as if you're doing it to a certain degree, and therefore you're not allowed to ask him to do it for you on Shabbos. Then, Rashi you know, and elsewhere quotes a different uh, justification or reason for this Easter of Amir and based on the Apostle of Savior Shayahu, we honor Shabbos by refraining. From doing the things that we normally do during the week, from engaging in business activities we normally do during the week, and speaking on Shabbos the way that we normally speak during the week. A person is not supposed to speak uh, on Shabbos, he would normally speak uh, during the week. So therefore, a person is not allowed to speak, uh, dina De- you're not allowed to speak about doing a Molochah on Shabbos. If you plan to travel somewhere, you're not allowed to say, I plan to drive to Florida tomorrow, I plan to drive to the mall tomorrow, you're not allowed to say that, you're discussing Molochah on Shabbos, I can say, I plan to go somewhere, maybe you'll walk to Florida, I don't know. Or you can say, I plan to go to Eretz Yisrael, maybe you'll take a boat. You're not allowed to say I plan to do a malacha uh, on uh, during the week because on Shabbos we don't discuss performing malacha. So of course, by asking an anacher to do a malacha for you on Shabbos, not only is he acting as your representative, not only might you step in and do it if he doesn't do it to your satisfaction, but I'm discussing performing a malacha that itself inherently is prohibited. The problem is, how can Rashi have two opinions, two explanations of the same uh, of the same Ezer? So from that, many achrayim conclude this is not only this is just one example I gave you over here. say, that's about Bechanan wasman and the Kovei but it's found in the stapler has it. Abnineizer has it all the way back to the Shulchan al Harav, and others. That in fact uh, there are many reasons for the of Amir and Nechri because there are really two fundamental prohibitions. One is that uh, the Nachri is acting on my behalf as my agent, my representative, and therefore either you know there are two flavors of this. Either it's considered to be my action because he's doing it on my behalf, or I might step in and do it if he doesn't do it to my satisfaction uh and a separate problem of the fact that i'm discussing doing malachah and therefore we have uh, hummers in either direction because of these two principles for example uh, if i ask enough on thursday i didn't discuss doing malachah on shabbat but i asked him on thursday to do something for me on shabbos that's also included in of amir or even though it's not the davar he is uh, acting as my representative on shabbos and if he doesn't do it to my satisfaction i might step in or if i ask him on shabbos to do a malachah for me on tuesday so, but when he comes to do it, he's acting as my representative. But it's taking place on Tuesday. There's no problem with doing malacha on Tuesday. But I spoke about doing malachah on Shabbos. So that's vidaber davar. So you can't ask Anakri on Thursday to do malacha for me on Shabbos. I can't ask Anakri on Shabbos to do malachah for me on Tuesday because of these two reasons. If I ask him on Shabbos to do it, but I'm on Shabbos, then I've both violated both principles, both aspects of Amiru and Anakri, both that I discussed in malachah, and he's acting on, on my behalf. But because of these two concerns of Amir al nachri so even if I, let's say, uh, order a package, and I ask for it to be delivered on Shabbos, so I ordered it on Thursday, but I'm demanding that the Nachri come to deliver it on Shabbos, so one could still violate Amir el-Nachri, uh, because he's acting as my representative, my agent, to deliver for me on Shabbos. That's one thing. Or, if I ask an Nachri to pick up a package, I run a business, and I ask the Nachri to pick up a package for me Friday night, after the shkia or uh, on Shabbos, so he's picking up a package for me. He's not delivering it until after Shabbos. doesn't matter. The Yisav Amiru Renachri would, uh, would continue to apply, even though one was during the week and uh, the other part was on Shabbos. So therefore, to order, uh, you know, to, to send uh, mail on Shabbos should have been a Shila of, uh, of Amir Renachri every time we send a mail, because I'm asking Renachri to travel on Shabbos to do something for me. So there is, though, another a principle that's quoted over here in the Shulchan Aruch. in Sif, Aleph, over here, O'ezvav, That uh, the Shochnauch says you're allowed to send mail, uh, even on your way to Shul, you're allowed to drop a letter into the mailbox. Why? Because even though I'm asking the Nukri on Friday to to carry the mail on Shabbos, he's going to pick it up on Shabbos and uh, bring it to the destination that I requested. But I'm not asking him necessarily to go on Shabbos. I put it in the mailbox, you know, snail mail. Who knows when? I hope it gets there soon but he could take it on Sunday or Monday, it wouldn't matter to me, I just want to get rid of it. You know, I wanted to put, put it into the, into the, into the, you know, set the wheels in motion already. So since I'm not necessarily asking him specifically to travel on Shabbos, I'm saying uh, get to it whenever you can, I hope it gets there sometime soon. So Shulchan says, then since I'm not demanding that he do it on Shabbos per se, that answer, that's that's uh, that's not an issue. Even though he, I know he plans to travel on Shabbos. That's up to him. He decides his own schedule. So it says in the Shulchan Aruch, Shaleiach Adam he any Yehudi v'afilu erev I can send it with him even erev Shabbos on my way to shul. I can't tell him you must travel on Shabbos. Why? Because even though I know he's going to travel on Shabbos, the, the Mishnah Berurah explains, Adai to the nafshei kavod b'shvius kru say that's he's doing on his own. He, he wants to get it over with. He, he decided to travel on Shabbos, that's on him, but I didn't request that he travel on Shabbos, that's okay. But let's say I do request that he come on Shabbos, in uh, case of express shipping. I want him either to pick up a package from me on Shabbos, or I want him to drop off a package of my house on Shabbos, or even if I'm, neither one is taking place on Shabbos, I'm asking him to take it you know, somewhere else far away, and in order to do that, inevitably, he's going to have to travel on Shabbos. If he doesn't have to travel on Shabbos, again, there's no difference in the mail. So he decides to travel on Shabbos, it's up to him. But if, let's say, I need, I send the package on Friday and I want it to reach, uh, you know, the Philippines, by Sunday, it's simply impossible. There there isn't time in the day for him to manage to do that unless he's going to travel on Shabbos. So then I'm demanding that he travel on Shabbos, exactly what I'm asking him to do, even though neither one is delivered or picked up on Shabbos, it would have the same issue. So all express shipping, where either it's delivered on Shabbos or it requires that he travel on Shabbos, should seem to be a, a problem because of this of uh, that I'm demanding that he uh, travel and shop as opposed to regular where I don't necessarily ask him to do it. So are these situations, uh, is, is there a way around these situations? Is there possible uh, avenues of uh, So this Shila has, of course, new permutations in the contemporary context, but it's uh, really an old Shila, and almost the entire discussion that's had in contemporary parts game is based on earlier discussions dating back to the 1700s, and a tshuva from the Shavuz Yaakov, who's a rub in Prague. But uh, the first kula that he suggests um, was based on a tshuva that was uh, 100 years earlier, or 50 years earlier, from the Chavas Yoyer, in the 1600s, uh, in Germany. And the Chavuz Yoyer suggested that perhaps the Isav Amir Go-Nachri, only applies if I ask the Nachri directly to do a malacha for me. Either on Thursday to do it on Shabbos, or on Shabbos to do it on Tuesday, or on Shabbos to do it on Shabbos. But it's only if I ask the Nachri directly. If I ask a Nachri to ask his friend to do a malacha for me. So Amira, the Amira. So Chavis Yair suggested perhaps the of Amira le uh, should not apply, because he's the uh, Nachri who's carrying out the activity. He's not doing it on my behalf. He's doing it on behalf of the Nahri who sent him to do it, the intermediary. So he's not doing it on my behalf. How could the of Amira le uh, apply in that context. The Amira da Amira should be permissible. So, in the spirit of intellectual honesty, which is very commendable, Chavas Yoyer printed a hasaga to his tshuva that was written by one of his contemporaries, the Avodas HaGershuni, also from Germany. Um, in the Chavas Yoyer, he printed it right after his own, which is very nice. And then he printed his response, but he printed the tshuva of the Avodas HaGershuni uh, in, in in its entirety. So the Avodas HaGershuni said it's wrong not only because the source material proves otherwise; he has a raya against it. He said, but it makes no sense anyway. He said, it's wrong in Svara, and he has a proof against it. And he said, it's not compelling. Why is it not compelling? Because he says, who's to say, just because it's once removed, I played a game of telephone, that he's not considered to be my representative? Certainly, if he knows he's acting on my behalf, even if I call uh, the, the delivery company, the shipping company, and they send out their employee, he clearly knows he's doing it on behalf of me. Uh, he picks it up from my house, or he drops it off in my house, or my name is all over and how's to say he's not considered to be my representative or acting on my behalf? So he doesn't think it makes sense. But then he he says he has a raya against it anyway, because the gemara says in masech the Shabbos, they go yiskar adam for Yama adam not allowed to hire workers on Shabbos, or to ask your friend to hire workers for you. Why would I think another Jew is allowed to hire workers if I can't? He's less Jewish than me. So the gemara says no, myshna who What does it make you or your friend? No, I'm a rav papa Chavir nachri. I ask anokri to hire workers for me. So it says the Avodah Sakhishuni. You see, even though I'm not the one who's hiring workers, I'm asking anokri, a contractor, to go out and hire day workers. It's still prohibited. So Avodah Sakhishuni says, you see from the Gemara that the amira da amira should be should be prohibited. However, this is quoted. The Kavusiya has a response. Which is uh t- will take us far off field. But the Mr. Brewer quotes this, it's certainly controversial. The Mr. Brewer quotes the truth of the Chavisier over here on his test. And he quotes that about uh, this that to ask another Nakhri to do the Malacha, where it's a game of telephone. I ask one Nachri, the other Nachri asked another, it's still an Easter of a Mirun Nachri Shavus. Then he quotes the Chavisier, Mitzadi Lahoka was there. Chaves is uh, willing to be Mako. Then he quotes the Sefer achaim, which is important. It's not the Chaves Yoyer, which we'll see might be a difference. This is a Sefer achaim from Shlom Kluger who says, We can be Sefer HaChayim, and therefore, perhaps, it's an avenue to be Mako. If I ask a who asks another Nachri? Yeah, but there's a riot against it from the Gemara. The Gemara says, I can't ask a on Shabbos to hire other Nachrim. And uh, Brother Seger Shuni's argument also, you know, was compelling. He said, yeah, but first of all, you're discussing doing Molochah on Shabbos. I'm asking a nachri to ask another nachri, but I discuss. can you drive my package or can you ship my package, which inevitably involves a Malachan. How can I discuss doing Molochah on Shabbos? So the Bira, quotes, quotes a mitigating perhaps source from the some sofer over here, Ois who suggests somewhat of a compromise, which perhaps might be more compelling. Some server says, no, maybe amira Damira, da and this is, all the, this, this is not what the Chavez you are meant, but he suggests maybe amira Damira, da even though on Shabbos we're discussing doing Malachah, even though I'm not uh, asking this Nachri to do it, he's going to ask his friend to do it, but either way, you're discussing malacha. perhaps that would be uh, <laughs> prohibited. But if I asked the Nachri on Sha- on Thursday to ask his friend another Nachri to do a Malachah for me on Shabbos, I didn't discuss doing Malachah on Shabbos, I only discussed it on Thursday, then maybe we can accept the argument of the Chavashiori that, you know what, the second Nachri is not really my shaliach, he's the Shliach of the first Nachri who asked him. And either way, I didn't discuss doing malach on Shabbos. If the had Yashuni would have disagreed with that also. He holds it really is a real, he is the Shliach of the original sender, the original Mishaleiach. But, at least since it's one removed, maybe he's not considered to be my, my representative. And either way, I didn't discuss doing malach on Shabbos, I discussed it on Thursday. So then, that's what the Ksham Sofer says, maybe that we could fetch out ahead there. Even the Mishnah Bruer though, writes, For ha at the end of the third line, O Yisiot, he writes, this is something new, and he, he thinks he has a tshuva tsharashba that implies otherwise. So even the Mishnah Bruer is not thrilled about the Ksham Soifer, <laughs> but there are those that argue, but makum Godo godol, said godol, so we could be meiko like this, at least like the Ksham if I uh, hire a delivery company on Thursday to send a package for me on Shabbos, or deliver a package for me on Shabbos, the person I spoke to, or I commissioned, is not going to be the person who delivers it, it's once removed. So maybe already you already have the Chavah Siyur and the Mishnah Brewer who said, could be make-o. But the, the, the truth of the matter is that you really don't. It, it won't help us for our situation. And the Mishnah Brewer already indicates as such. You, we usually don't pay attention to these things, but look at the end of Oistah. Test. says the Mishnah Bruhah, What I wrote over there earlier in in Sifqa'inyan Aleph applies here too. So we would say, okay, forget it. What is is he talking about? No, that's really important. (laughs) That's really important. And he makes it the point again in the brackets of Oisiyun that there's a severe limitation to this. And this is based um, on a Mishnah in Masech the Shabbos. The Mishnah says over here, Kuf from Amid Aleph, Oisiyu Beis, that if I have there's a fire that's taking place on Shabbos. And of course, if people's lives are in danger, without a doubt, of course, you could put out the fire. But they're discussing there's a fire on some remote island, no one else is in danger. Let's, you know, Zog, and we're discussing that scenario. So, Anakri wants to come and put out the fire. We don't stop him from putting out the fire. We can't tell him to put out the fire, the business of Amir or Anakri, and there's no one in danger or anything. But uh, we, we don't have to tell him to stop putting it out. You can say, call He could even be Mirame's. Whoever will put it out won't lose. And that's where the heta of applies. Okay, I could hint to him even though I don't ask him directly. So you see, I don't have to stop a from performing a malach on my behalf, and I could even hint to him under certain circumstances. If I don't discuss the malach itself, I could hint to him to do it for me. However, the problem is, the Mishnah says, the next daf, kufchav chaf et alif, Yisrael. If a nachri lights a candle for himself, I could benefit. Ve'im b'shvil Yisrael, but if he lights it for me... For, not even for me, for a Jew, I cannot benefit from it. Even though I didn't ask him. He did it unsolicited. On my behalf, I can't enjoy the light. Or even if he did it not on behalf of me, another Jew, I can't enjoy it. So Tyson says, why not? How is that any different than a Nakri who puts out a fire? I didn't solicit him to put out the fire, but I don't have to tell him, Al I don't have to tell him, stop putting it out. I can't ask him to do it. I might be able to hint to him. But I can't ask him, but if I see him doing it on his own, oh, uh, let him do it. He's doing it on his own. How come over here he lights a candle for me unsolicited, sees me reading in a room, he says, why well, are you reading in the dark? Turns on the candle and now I can read. So, so I'm not allowed to enjoy the light. Why am I not allowed to enjoy the light? Because he did it for me. Yeah, but I, I was unsolicited. So Titus asks, what's the difference between the two cases? So Tarsus draws a fundamental distinction as quoted by the Vura and all of the later Pais and that is that uh, if uh, the Nakri does something uh, for me that just removes a problem, but he doesn't create a new avenue of enjoyment that I previously didn't have access to, he just removes a problem. I have a house. The house, you know, is burning down. So the Nachri, you know, preserves the house they already have by putting out the fire. Oh, then he's allowed to do that. If, I, if it's unsolicited. I might not be able to ask him if no one's life is in danger, but I don't have to stop him from doing it. Or let's say there's a light that's on in a room, and, uh, you know, I'm, uh, a person can't sleep. So I tell go over to the Nakhri's house, I say, oi, start fetching, you know, so there's a light on in one of the rooms. I, I, I can't say, it would be nice if someone would put it out. That, that you can't do. That's Rameez there See, boy, but I say, oh, we're really suffering this Shabbos because all the lights are left on, you yeah. know. And he decides, oh, I, you know, I'm happy to come over and turn it off for you, Ramiza. That's because he's removing a problem. He's not creating a new avenue of enjoyment that previous didn't have access to. He's removing a light. He's not creating something, uh, you know, a, a positive, uh, positive, creation. He's removing a problem. So says, then if he does it unsolicited, or even if I'm a Ramiz, then I tell him a sob story. He decides he wants to come over and do it. Okay. But if he does something that uh, creates a new avenue of enjoyment, <laughs> that's more of a positive, creative activity, then I can't enjoy it, even if it was unsolicited. He turned it life for me, I can't enjoy it. So Taisa says, if he does something of that nature, so then you can't enjoy it on Shabbos. Not only am I not allowed to ask a to do a malacha for me, but included in the of Amir or they extended it so far even if he does something unsolicited on my behalf, I can't enjoy it. Why, 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 Hano. Why, say, shoste, shoste, like, you might, but that's not in all circumstances. He said, sometimes it might be a shrusage or smuggle mitzvah, sometimes not. Uh, call 911. Someone's life is in danger. What are you bringing that up for? Uh, they're not. What? They're not in you know, danger. Then why? Then the, you, the, you, you, get a, you get a fine for that. You can't call 911 for no reason. Someone's Someone's in the. Someone's yeah, yeah, Some not well. That's a whole separate discussion. Cool yeah, well, okay, We're not discussing that, though. Says that goes Mordecai over here, So much so, and this is quoted in the Mishra Brewer by the Magna also, that if I see a Nachri doing something on my behalf, I must tell him to stop. That's why some people think the nachri knows already uh, that I live on the whatever floor, and he pushes a button for me. And I never asked him; he just knows it. And for some reason, the ishavamir or nachri doesn't, enough, have, doesn't apply, not, huh? Okay, let's not talk about that's it. It's not a luxury that's not. When was the last time you walked up to the sixth floor? Ah, I so it might be permitted me. for a different reason. No, we have to talk. It might be <laughs> permitted because. The is the The elevator might be the Rabbanon, so it's a to welcome my next It's a double Rabbanon because I need to enjoy Shabbos and go to Shul and get out of town. You know, move around, and therefore it's permitted for me to ask the Nachri. It's too much to ask me to walk up the stairs every time. and Some people are not able to do it, so it's a Shvus to Shvus, welcome my Shabbos. I'm able to enjoy Shabbos. By go leaving my apartment, not being uh, locked in the apartment of Shabbos, I'm able to enjoy Shabbos, and anyway, it's only the, a double dera But that's what you need to rely on. The fact that the, I didn't ask anything of the nacheri doesn't matter. The issue of Amir wa applies fundamentally, conceptually. There, there are heterim, which of course are reliable in that exact situation. That's what we all rely on for the, those who do this. But, but, but it applies whether I asked him to do it or whether I didn't ask him to do it. Amir wa whenever he does a creative activity on my behalf, so then the isvamir onachy would apply. So getting back over here, the boy, the boy is, yeah, uh, no. Is valid? If there's a shvus to shvus mitzvah, or in the shul, you're even for advance, but you're to do of right? course. So you need to either rely on shvus to shvus Mokka and mitzvah, which comes up all the time. Not to say that there's limited applications, and I think taking an elevator to a high floor is such an example. Yes, I think that's legitimate. And uh, in a shul, we have uh, you can rely on one amir or an you don't even need a double the we, if the lights are off in the shul, we could ask the to turn on the lights or anything in the, shul. Turn on the light, You can't tell someone to turn on the lights. Okay. And even if he turns he on the lights, unsolicited! In the shul. No, in the shul you can. Yes, In the shul you can. You. Well, what if you invite him yes. for coffee? Invite them for yeah, so we coffee. gave a whole shit about and Shabbat's guidance. It's on the, the website. He goes like, why is it in the dark? I don't know. And he goes and turns on the lights. No, no. Oh, if it's for himself, oh, yeah, yes. He, he, I invited him to have coffee. That's also he mutter. Called, like, that's, also mutter. that's also mutter. That's also mutter. That's the old off. The lights are off in my room. You invited him over for a lachayim. Then he says, "Oh, what are the lights all for?" And he turns on the lights. So uh, Where did the hetarim come from for the tibor? for the tibor. Yeah, it's fantastic a, a, a question. Uh, we're going to take us off topic, but. Uh, since you asked, Andy. No, the, the, the reason is because there's one opinion that for any mitzvah, Amir is permitted. This is the opinion of the Bala Itar. So we normally don't rely on the Bala Itar, that one uh, Amir el is always permitted b'makom mitzvah, but b'makom tzarchei rabbim, if it's for the needs of the entire community, we will rely on the Bala Itar. So in a shul, if the lights are off or for whatever reason, the, you need know, the air conditioning on or something, you can rely on the Amir el but uh in a private home you need where it's not exactly right, we don't rely on the balayiter so you really need a double door button which comes up let me state on the record i think you're right that if a person needs to, to get out of his apartment on shabbos it's too, it's too much to every time he lives there to, to go up and down to ask the way to do it it's permitted but just understand conceptually and fundamentally when the nachery does something for me even though i didn't ask the of amir and Nachri continues to apply and I'm not allowed to enjoy that which he did if he created a new avenue of enjoyment. So now let's get back to our discussion of packages on Chavez. Uh, Mr. Brewer said, one minute, Amira Damiro da might not be included, Amira Anakri. In that's what the Chavashiyoi argued, the, the, the Shuni didn't agree. Well, that's, I'm sorry, said, well, if I ask him on Thursday to deliver it on Shabbos, ah, so I didn't discuss doing a Molochah on Shabbos, I only discussed it on Thursday, and since it's not the Anakri himself, who I'm discussing it with, who's going to deliver the package, is going to be his emissary, his shaliach. So maybe it's not, it doesn't relate all the way back to me. Nonetheless, the Mishaburah said, look back what I wrote in Sifqan Yad Aleph, or in the brackets he writes, of Oys Yud and the B'yar Alechah, but umairi ain't she'ein sarach we're discussing where he's removing a problem, not creating an additional avenue of enjoyment on Shabbos. But if he does the enough creating something proactive on Shabbos, he has to tell him to stop. So it doesn't matter whether I said Amira Damira it was twice and three times removed. It doesn't matter. Even if he would do it unsolicited, I couldn't enjoy it on Shabbos. And that's what the Mishnah Burr writes earlier, over here, you can't enjoy it till after Shabbos. So certainly can't enjoy it on Shabbos itself. So the Mburur said, "Even if Amira Damira is, uh, is uh, we will accept that, you can't enjoy something that he created anew uh, on Shabbos. But what the Shavush Yaakov said, and this is, I think why the Mishnah Brewer was makeable, because this is really what Shlomo Kluger says, if you look back at his test, I mentioned the Sefer Ha'chaim, that he quotes from Shlomo Kluger, they're really saying something else, not the Amir, the Amir of the Chavos Yoyer, they're suggesting a different Svara, which might also be not as compelling, but, but, but that, they're really saying something else. What they say is, when I ask a Nakri who asks another Nakri to do the act, I asked the Nakri to do it, but I really ask him: Can you send your other Nakri, so your friend, to do the malacha? That makes it a shvus to That makes it a double derabanan, because I did one derabanan by asking the Nakri to do it. Then the Nakri did a derabanan by asking his friend to do it. So that became a double derabanan, as if I asked the Nakri to only do something which was awesome a derabanan. So that's a shvus to So because they believe it, that was a shvus to so that's what the Shvus Yaakov writes over here. he comes he the the of the of the male room. He's not doing himself; it's someone else. And the Shochanach writes over here. If it's Shvus Te Shvus, if we mitzvah, or Shabbos enjoying Shabbos, or some other mitzvah. Um, or if it's with Surek Harbe, which the Mishnah Burah defines as Hepsed Gadol, some major significant loss, then a Shvus to Shavuz can be mid- permitted even though it's not B'makoim Mitzvah. So that's what the Mishnah Burah meant to say, and there you can enjoy which was produced. Right? A Shvus to Shvus, Mitzvah, I can even ask him to turn on the light, not only to turn off to something, I can even ask him to help me with the elevator, not only to remove a problem. So over here, maybe this is considered to be a shvus to shvus uh, by Mitzvah because one Nachri asked another Nachri. And that's what Shlomo Kluger is saying as well. So that's one avenue of uh, being lenient, perhaps, of having packages delivered on Shabbos, is that I'm not asking the Nachri who's going to deliver the package. I'm commissioning another a Nachri to commission another Nachri. What's the to ultimately, deliver the package, So it would only be permitted to have a package delivered on Shabbos, where I am demanding that it be delivered on Shabbos, or to have a package picked up on Shabbos, or even have a travel on Shabbos, where he has to travel over Shabbos. There's not there's no time before I after to do it, if it's bemachum hefzid gado. And hefzid gado is, is losing care, not profit. Hefzid gado. Well, yes, but, but let's say a person runs a, an operation and you're going to lose your reputation if you don't deliver your products on time, right? If you, if you say one day shipping and it comes three days later, you'll get negative reviews. So even though that's a new sale, you might lose your reputation. But Hefsegogel is a pretty high standard. That's not one or two sales. Hefsegogel means Hefsegogel. So everybody in their social context, whatever that means, but you know, Hefsegogel means Hefsegogel. So it's really limited then. What about the Wall Street you really calculate time? Like uh, Shabbos comes right now. Shabbos ends early. Yeah. Right. Amazon has, fa- has warehouses in, in right over the border oh. of New Jersey. Oh. There's enough time for them to. I mean, it, are they going to? No, they won't. They're not going to, you know, the chances that it leaves... Bed. No, theoretically possible. Theoretically possible. If it's theoretically possible for them to deliver it earlier... They deliver up till Unless I'm demanding Shabbos delivery. But if I would say, no, demanding, you're demanding... It's a f- Correct. I'm going to get to your point. We'll get to your point. We'll get to your point. We'll 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 but perhaps there is another Avenue Lakula which is already raised by the Shavuziak. That's why if you look at Medi's farm, they'll tell you you can only have a package delivered on Shabbos. Package picked up on Shabbos um, or, uh, uh, or have it where it requires that be traveled over Shabbos, there's simply no way to get there, only if it's Bemakeim Hefzid that's based on this Mishnah brewer with the first comment of the Shvusiakav. The Shvusiakav has another kula, which for some reason hasn't received as much attention because it's a little bit more complicated, but the Shvusiakav suggests another reason, the kula, uh, based on uh, a Mishnah we mentioned already. The Mishnah Look Back Oisid Gimel tells us, a Nakri who lights a candle. Uh, on Shabbos, a Jew yeah. is permitted to enjoy it as long as he lit the candle for himself. If he lit the candle for the Jew, the Jew can't enjoy it. But if he lit the candle for himself, a uh, Jew can enjoy it. Uh, why? So the Gemara explains, because He's enjoying the candle, he lit it for himself, but light applies to everyone who's around. So one candle works for one person as well as it works for a hundred people. So ne'er But the Mishnah continues, He fills up water to feed his own animal. Can the Jew then use that water? So the Mishnah says, yes. If he brought the water for the Jew, the Jew cannot enjoy it. Like any Nachri does on behalf of a Jew, the Jew can not enjoy it. But if he brings it for himself, the Jew can enjoy it. But then the Gemara qualifies that. So end of the second line. That's only if the non-Jew doesn't know the Jew. But if he knows him, it, meaning it's like, surprise, the, Jew, the non-Jew brought water for his own animals, and I, we meet on the street, and say, oh, you have water, can I use it? Then yes but if he knows me, and we've had this exchange before, then it doesn't work a second time. Avamakiro also, Because the Gemara explains on the earlier line, I'm afraid he's going to fill up more uh, for me. In which case, it will be uh, prohibited, because he's doing extra for the Jew. But, if it's all uh, the same, uh, if he does it for himself, then the Jew is permitted uh, to enjoy it. What if a does a Malacha for a group of people? Some are Jews, some are non-Jews. Is he doing it for the Jews? In which case, we're not prohibited, permitted to enjoy it. Or is he doing it on behalf of the non-Jews? In which case, we are permitted to enjoy it as long as he's not Makiro. He didn't do it. Uh, he, he, you know, he's uh, he doesn't know that we're there. So the Gemara says it depends on roiv. Look at the Oysud Zion on the other side of the page. That if you have a non-Jew who does a Malacha on behalf of a big group of people. Who is he doing it on behalf of? If it's roi non-Jews, we presume he's doing it on behalf of the non-Jews. If it's roi Jews, we presume he's doing it on behalf of the Jews. Yeah, but let's say... uh, We know he's doing it on behalf of one group or the other. then Chokhanach says, you're right. If he says, I'm doing it on behalf of the Jews, even though they're the minority, that would be considered to be doing on behalf of the Jews. The Jews would not be allowed to involve it. Oh, one second. So let's say, though, the non-Jew is doing it on behalf of the entire group. He says it's not on behalf of the roi or the minority. Everyone here! He loves everyone. So he wants to do this malach on behalf of everyone present. Is that permitted for the Jew to enjoy? Because maybe it's considered as if he did on behalf of the Jews, or maybe it's permitted for... Uh, uh, it, it should be maybe it's prohibited, or maybe it should be permitted because he did it on behalf of the non-Jews also. So the Magen of Ram's opinion is, it's quoted over here by the Bira, <coughs> The Jew cannot enjoy it because he did it on behalf of Jews, and even though he did it on behalf of non-Jews also, that doesn't matter. Then, the bi quotes from the Khay Adam and the Nishmas Adam, who disagrees, and he says, no, he's doing it on behalf of the non-Jews also. So since he's doing it on behalf of the non-Jews also, and it's the same activity, he's not adding for the Jew, the guy's doing one malacha, a candle, you know, that everyone enjoys equally, but even <coughs> if he's doing a big malacha, but he does the same activity no matter what. Even though it's on behalf of Jews and non-Jews, and he's doing it on behalf of the Jews also, it doesn't matter, that is permitted. Not like the Maggadabam. Maggadabam says, well, since he's doing it on behalf of the minority that are Jews, it's prohibited. Chayyadam argues, since he's doing it on behalf of the majority that are non-Jews also, or even if it's not the majority, even if it's a minority, but he's doing it on behalf of non-Jews also, and he would do the same activity either way. He's not adding for the Jews. No matter what, he would do the same activity. It should be permitted. So, the Minig Ha'elem is to be made like this Ha'elem that the Pharisees throw in his commentary on the Mishnah Yisim Shabbos called Kokelos so Ha'elem says that was the Minig, and uh, with regards to taking uh, boat trips on Shabbos. Because when you're taking a boat trip, the boat doesn't travel on its own. There's someone in the engine room who's uh, pressing buttons, and fuel runs like a car. There's engines going there. So, let's say a Jew wants to take a cruise, but the cruises all travel over Shabbos. So, the guy's running the engine for me over Shabbos. How is that permitted? Uh, Or is it permitted? So the Kokalis are Shabbos, rights, The Pharisees are rights. It was always assumed that that was permitted because uh, the majority of any, if the majority are Jews, you have a problem. But if the majority are non Jews and you have a little part of the cruise that are Jews, which is most of the kosher cruises that we have today, I've never seen a majority of a cruise ship be Jewish. So then he's doing it on behalf of the majority that are non Jews. Yeah, but he knows that there are Jews on the boat. They know very well that there's a kosher part of the cruise but he's not running the boat any differently than he would if there would be no Jews on the cruise. So it's Jews and non-Jews together and everything is the same. He's not doing anything differently for the Jews, so we are making like the Chayi that even though he's doing it on behalf of the minority that are Jews also, since, he, either way, he would do the same thing, do, doing the same activity, it is permitted. Uh, uh, it is permitted. So by boat traveling or by something yeah. which, which is a that you have to do. Yeah. It doesn't look yeah. otherwise. Yeah. When you, the gemo, the gemo, brings the example of taking water out of, a,
1: of a, He's well, adding for me. He's
0: adding. So if a guy knows he has 2,000 passengers, he needs 5,000 pounds of, you know, of radishes, and it's, it you know, he's, he's adding. He's doing yeah, but there's the, 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 the cruise ship doesn't use less fuel because of the 50 now, Jews fuel, that yes, are there. Fuel, yes, but there's things that you do on the boat, that's
1: use he, he can't cook for the
0: Jews on the boat anyway on Shabbos. Shabbos. That would be, a, it, it's a, that's for sure true. He has to heat, up, uh, an, uh, he has to heat it up in a permitted fashion like any kosher caterer. And I think well, that's what goes on. So, I hope. So, uh, so I don't know what thing? goes on. I that's, hope that's what goes on. Some caterers say you should not go on a boat. Because of those. No, fine, fine, but that has nothing to do. That's, the no, caterer no. is not reliable. No, no. <laughs> so, so you shouldn't have a shop. Okay, but that I can't discuss There are caterers in halls that are not reliable I mean, We're not discussing that but let's, say, so the Jews still yeah, but let's say In Eretz Yisrael it's a big shale about using the electricity on Shabbos exactly. Because you have Jews working in uh, electrical plants And the majority of people that are running electricity for the Jews yeah. oh, well, There's hotels, there's hospitals Gone to the go in Eretz Yisrael We all know about using electricity well, on Shabbos Okay, fine huh. But what about in Chutzlaretz? How come there was never a Tumor about using electricity in Chutzlaretz? So writes in English, Moshe, he says because they're running it for the majority that are non-Jews. And even though they know very well that half of Brooklyn is Jews, they know this, mm-hmm. but they're running the electrical plant the same way that they would if, uh, you know... You know, if if they wouldn't be using electricity on Shabbos. Either way, everything's taking place the same way. So since even though the, there are a minority of Jews that are present, the majority are Jews. And either way, they're all doing the same thing anyway. So we assume that's permitted. That's all based on the Chayyodim. Or a person that stays over in a hotel. And there's a breakfast there that they make on, uh, you know, every morning, assuming there are some kosher products there, which we're not getting into how to figure out what's kosher and what's not kosher. But you know that there's something with a label that is kosher and it's not prepared, you know, hot or whatever. I don't know, hot water. He wants to take hot water or coffee. Uh, Can he drink the coffee that was made over there uh, on Shabbos? So since the non-Jews prepare their breakfast, they know that there's a Jew staying in the hotel, assuming it's not a Jewish convention, then of course not. But if it's a majority that are uh, non-Jews, so then they know very well that there's a few Jews staying in the hotel, they saw them walk in, and they're preparing the breakfast for them too, but they prepare the breakfast as they would for every single morning. They prepare the same breakfast, then it would be permitted for the Jew to enjoy such a thing. So so to the Shvos Yaakov over here, based on this, uh, quotes a Sif in Shulchan Aruch. The Shulchan Aruch says the following, if a non-Jew is going somewhere to deliver a package, he's already going, so then the Jew is allowed to give him another letter, another package to deliver, or to travel over Shabbos. He Because the non-Jew is going anyway. Even though now he's going for the Jew also, but the non-Jew is going anyway there. He's doing the same activity he was doing before. So Magen here asks, uh, well, not really though, he's carrying an additional package for me. That's like adding more. <laughs> Says the Magen <laughs> He was going anyway, but now he's carrying an extra to... package for me. If I carry one pound or two pounds of Shabbos, it's the same issue. Oh, so the, Mishnab... so the Brewer calls him the Magen Avram that the only time this is permitted is if the Nechri has time to get there before or after Shabbos, and he could deliver the package all the same. But if he must travel, that's what the Mishnah Brewer says, he's concerned with the Mishnah Brewer, even though I'm telling him, "Take it. you're going there anyway, you're going to the Philippines anyway, take my package also. That's only if he could get there, he could have in theory, even though he doesn't choose to do so, he could in theory have traveled before Shabbos or after Shabbos and delivered the package at the appropriate time. But if he must travel on Shabbos to Mishnah Brewer, and the Mishnah Brewer, uh say no. But the Shochonara clearly implies not like the Mishnah that indeed it is allowed even though he's carrying an additional package. How can it be permitted if he's carrying an additional package? Isn't the Mughan Avram correct? So our Sameach explains that the Shulchanach and the Mughan Avram here are arguing about a fundamental principle. I've already hit, it, uh, hit the nail on the head. And that is uh, the following. When a nechri, uh, uh carries something, where he's going anyway, but I give him an additional package, is that an additional Easter? Or since he's going anyway... It's all included in his uh, uh, initial activity. I'm not asking him to do anything extra, which would uh, incur an uh, uh, extra Isurim. And it's based on the, the discussion that centers around the Mishnah, which tells us uh, that uh, if you need to shecht an animal for a chayla on Shabbos, so it is mutter for other people to enjoy from the animal that you shechted. You're permitted to shecht it because you have a chayla. Other people can eat from the animal. What, my Taima says the Gemara, Kevin, the Yefshul, because is possible. You can't shecht half the animal. So once you're shechling the animal in a permitted fashion, other people can enjoy it. But, the Gemara says, Mishnah says, if you're cooking for a chola on Shabbos, other people cannot enjoy the food. Why not? Maybe you'll add uh, more food, you make a bigger pot, because I know, oh, I'm making, uh, you know, uh, heating up water for the Ah, uh, Everyone will enjoy some fresh hot water, everyone enjoys enjoy some fresh coffee, so I put up extra for everybody. That you're not allowed to do, because you're going to be increasing your research. One minute, but what's the difference? What's the difference between a big animal a shechting an animal that has many more, much more meat than the chayla needs, but other people allowed to enjoy it? And we're not afraid I'm going to shech a bigger animal next time because I know other people are here too, as opposed to putting up a bigger pot of food. So our Sameach says you have to distinguish between different kinds of malachas. Some malachas on Shabbos are defined by one activity and it doesn't matter how much results from that one activity. So the malachah of Shechit on Shabbos is shechting an animal. Big animals, small animals, all the same malachah. So the fact that you shech the bigger animal doesn't increase the severity of what you've you've done, so other people can enjoy it because even if next time you'll shech the bigger animal for the it was all permitted nonetheless, nonetheless. But cooking does not depend on one specific activity, it depends on the product of that which you've produced, which is cooked food. So if you cook more, you've done more of a malacha. A bigger pot of food is a more severe malacha than a smaller pot of food. So if uh, other people cannot enjoy it less, I'll come in the future, or you know, I'll increase it, the amount, because I know that they're there. Uh, okay you need some meat so you give us sh- instead of a cap you chef a big zoom same thing all the same but I'm saying you're making the because other people can benefit from the- correct the but either way it's the same malachah because it depends on an activity not on the product that i've produced some malachas depend on activity some malachas we can go through all the ramat test of and try and discern which we're not going to do do they depend on an activity or do they depend on the product of what you've produced but what about when it comes huh Correct. That's. So if you're eating the raw meat, 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 meat that's so okay, meat. but it, but you can't cook it. Correct. You can't cook it. So, so Steak tartare. We, we all know Yes. Correct. 100. It's only it says you can eat it, but so You can eat it raw. He's eating raw. He's eating it raw. He's eating it raw. He's eating it raw. Oh, of course. Of course. Uh, but what about when it comes to Amiro lanachri? So each malach, we have to figure out: the is certain is dependent activity or, or the product that you've produced. So what about when it comes to amiro lanachri? That's its own separate iser on Shabbos. Does that depend? on the activity of asking the Nakhri to do it? Or does that because I'm not allowed to benefit from the item which the Nakhri has produced or generated on my behalf? So that seems to be the nature of the dispute between the Shokhanach and the Magan Avram. The Magan Avram says he's carrying an extra package for you. He's doing something extra for you. So that's an additional iser of Amir al-Nakhri. Even though he's traveling anyway, uh, nonetheless, this iser of Amir al-Nakhri is not focused on the fact that now he's traveling and before he wasn't, the activity, it's on the fact that he's producing a new avenue of enjoyment for you. The Shokhan Aruch seems to be focused, no, it's upon the fact that is you know, because I'm asking him to do an activity for me. I might not be able to enjoy it after he does it, but it's really on, focused on the activity. Once he's doing the activity anyway, the fact that he carries an additional package shouldn't matter. And in fact, it seems to be a machleikist, we shut him two opinions in tights with this issue, though our Sameach points this out, because the Gemara says, Mesechus Ervin, uh, if you have water that spills uh, before a mila, and we need hot water, they used to wash the baby, and hot water is an antiseptic before the mila. We don't do it anymore with better antiseptics, but that's what they used to do. Uh, so, but let's say the water spills before the mila. how are we going to get hot water? So the Gemara says, no problem, we have a Yolades here, a woman who just gave birth. will ask the Nakri to heat up water for the Yolades, and while he's doing it, heat up some extra water for the mila. So Tysus asks, how are you allowed to do that? Two lines from the bottom over here, how are you allowed to do that? He's increasing the water. He's allowed to heat up water for the yogadah. She just gave birth. She's still a chayla. But she's, he's adding more water for the Bismillah. So Tysus says, aval al-yaday o'ved k'chavim the shari laharbos.'" He's allowed to add on, even though cooking extra water is undoubtedly an extra malakha, since it's through a nakri, the Isra'amir al-Nakhri is not focused on the product that he produces. Perhaps it's focused on uh, in, in engaging him to do the activity in the first place. Then Tyson has another answer. mila, is special, and we could even violate other Isurim for mila. the baby a whole itself? The baby hasn't had a bris milah. It was washing the baby before the bris. If it would be after the bris, would be 100% correct. So therefore, argues the Shavuziak of Dayan wise like this, Dayan wise has a true, but also it quotes both opinions of the Shavuziak, both avenues of uh, Kula for the Shavuziak, and they conclude the following. If the Nechri is going there anyway, so then, what am I, you know, uh, at least according to the Shulchan Aruch, the Magnav would disagree, but according to the Shulchan Aruch, it would be uh, permitted to ask the Nakhri to take an additional package. He's going there anyway, even though he's doing an extra Yisaf haitzah, um, but uh, he's carrying it outside and transporting it, but he's going, uh, he's going there anyway. So I, I think in most of our settings, so the Mughan Ram would disagree, so I don't know if this is ideal in all situations, the Mughan Avram and the Mishabruah disagreed, that you are adding to the prohibition by asking him to take an additional package. But at least according to the Shulchan Aruch, under many situations, if the Nakhri is going there anyway, he's coming to my building anyway, and now he's carrying an additional package, even though I demanded that it be brought on Shabbos or pick up on Shabbos. But he's he's carrying my package together with many other packages, so he's not really doing anything according to the Shochet. Anything extra? Magen Avraham would disagree. Shochet holds that he's being ma'ariv b'shvilo. So Diane Weiss already brings up the the issue that perhaps that would be uh, there is a room more room to be made cool in that situation, or even if he's delivering stuff. Um, to, uh, you know, to, to different houses, different addresses over here. We don't have, uh, we have, to have tenants in here, but let's say there'd be many houses over here, but he's delivering stuff, uh, you know, to many houses on the block, but he parks the truck on uh, one spot, and he carries it, uh, you know, he carries it uh, to, uh, to, to the different houses. So if you live in an area where there's no Erev, so then more of an issue, because he's doing a Malachah for me, but if you live in an area where there is an Erev, so then, again, what, what more is he doing for me? Well, he say no, he drives the truck from one end of the block and now he drove the truck for me at the other end. Yeah, but that's, he, that he did on his own. He a uh, lazy guy. He <coughs> could, unless I'm getting a refrigerator delivered, he could have, uh, you know, walked it down the <coughs> block. So if you live in an area, even where, the, you know, in one building, he's carrying, even if there's no air room he's carrying lots of packages into the building. Uh, together with mine, he's carrying Roy for Nachrim. So oh, mine not, is adding, not. okay, so, <coughs> so maybe that's allowed, but even if it's separate addresses, if you live in an area where there's an Erev, uh, maybe that, maybe in you know, I may, he's dropping the truck off at the, the different spots, but he probably could have parked by the Nakri and walked to my house. Um, so if you live in an Aruv area where there's an Erev, maybe that, that would be additional Abnu cool. But just one final concern. So, but one, I, I don't think it's Roy of Jews, but if you live, I don't think so, but if you live um Either way, Diane Weiss has another which I think is really compelling, which is, even if you order Amazon, let's say you order Thursday, prime delivery is Shabbos. As Shania made the point earlier, they could deliver it on Friday. They're not going to, but there's plenty of time for them to come on Friday. When I say Saturday delivery, you just want it as quick as possible. If it would come Friday, I'd love it to come Friday. If you're having papers picked up, legal papers, FedEx, and it has to be delivered you know, at certain dates, then there's more of an issue. But if it's, I just want it as quick as possible, and the quicker I get into the system, the quicker it'll get delivered to me. And even sometimes when it's guaranteed Saturday delivery, says Diane Weiss, we all know half the time it comes after Shabbos, and you have no recourse with them. So it just means you're putting it into the system as early as possible. Maybe there's more room to be made uh, in that situation. What if somebody right. sends you a package, Yeah, you don't know about it. Yeah. And